Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sabbath Sabbath Spooks. <laughs> no, no, every which way. Well, I'm, well, that's, you know what, I'm leaving that in, because I feel like y'all need a good laugh. Why not, right? Welcome to another episode of Every Which Way. That's what I meant to say. That's not what came out, but that's okay. <laughs> so, hi, my name is Dana. And I'm recording this on Sunday morning, and it is beautiful outside. Looking out my window, I see beautiful orange and yellow, and a little bit of green still, leaves on the trees. The sun is shining. It's just a beautiful morning. And uh, I got, I have, uh, I, I got Dunkin' Donuts, because, uh, listen, I have to tell you something. When I went to Salem a couple years back, with a couple friends, one being my wonderful and beautiful and just amazing friend Steph, who I love so much. Um, she she's originally from Vermont, and she told me that Duncan's was the lifeblood of New England. That there is pretty much a Duncan's everywhere you go, and uh, so not long, maybe like I don't know. A year or two ago, I uh, I went to Dunkin's for the first time on my own, and I got their stuff, and I absolutely loved it. And uh, one of my favorite things is a drink that I'm drinking right now, which is their hot matcha latte. And I have to say that it is spectacular. I'm going to take a sip right now. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's some good. That's some good matcha latte. I like it. I've got some Satya incense burning right now, making everything smell good. It's um, Midnight Bloom, which I, I recommend. I recommend any Satya incense, actually. They're one of my favorites. So, how's everyone been? How are you guys doing? Did you have a nice week last week? Did you did you have a nice weekend? Um, what, did, what all did you do? Like, tell me about it. I'll, uh... I would love to know. I'm I'm very I like to know people. Yeah, I like to know people. I like to know what people do whenever they have fun or stuff cuz I think it's it's just nice. It's just nice to know. So yeah, work's been going been going good. I uh, I don't know. I can't remember if I tell you if I tell you if I told you, but I started a new position at my job and that's been going pretty well. So uh, I'm I'm definitely grateful to uh, be uh, off the floor and in a more controlled setting. Yesterday, I went to a uh, card play day at Sacred Moon Circle Apothecary, and that was a lot of fun. We um, I brought a couple of my decks, my Celtic Tarot, which I uh, I never really had a great relationship with, just because. Well, it was the first deck I ever got. The Celtic Tarot, and I I didn't really know what the hell I was doing, but um, <laughs> I I just never really formed a bond with it, so I brought it because part of the thing for the card play day is you can leave a deck or two and you can take, and I planned on leaving the Celtic one and another one that I had brought with me, which what which was the Akashic Tarot. And my one friend, Irene, who is just 
a wonderful person. I, 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 I think she's great. And just after having met her and known her these past few months, seeing her like kind of blossom out of her out of her shell, it's just been a very a very wonderful thing to see, and I'm very happy to see it. But she formed a connection with the Celtic Tarot deck pretty much right off the bat. <laughs> and uh, she took it home with her. And I'm glad that she found it, and I'm glad that it found her. So, yeah. Anyway, the reason why I was telling you this is because I found a, a, a new deck of my own, which is a Tea Leaf Fortune Cards by Ray Hepburn. And uh, they're cute. They're cute little cards. There's so many of them. But they're round. I've never, like, I've seen round, like, other people have. Excuse me, I just burped. I've seen other people who have, like, round tarot or oracle cards or stuff like that. But I've never personally owned one. And uh, these were calling to me from across the room for a little while. And I finally went and picked them up. And I think they're so cute they're palm sized and there's so many of them but yeah i'm i'm very happy to have found them and i can't wait to start connecting with them but yeah that's that's how things are going i'm doing pretty pretty well overall uh the energy um i know that i've been telling you guys that i haven't really been been doing the best as far as with my uh energy levels and just the depression and stuff like that but it hasn't been all that bad it's actually been been manageable and I haven't been too blah or meh you know Mm, I just had to pause and take another sip of my matcha latte Mm, I do love I do love Dunkin's I'm not gonna lie Starbucks is fine but Dunkin's best uh anyway (laughs) uh what am I talking about today? Well, I'm talking about a subject that I really have wanted to talk about and that I've dabbled in but haven't really like committed myself fully, which I think I need to do because I think it'll help me a lot. But I'm talking today about shadow work. Yeah. Yeah. So, alrighty. Well, since I've babbled at you for like five minutes and stuff with no real substance, let's just jump right into it. Alrighty. Okay. So, shadow work. Let's first start off with what is it? Well, according to Medical News Today, Shadow work is defined as a type of psychotherapy that focuses on parts of the psyche that people often keep hidden, such as trauma and resentment. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much a, a, a strict-by-the-book definition. And I'm going to have to agree, everything that I've worked with, that's pretty much kind of what it is. Uh, it first, well, I don't want to say first because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, give wrong ideas, but how it mainly came, I guess, to mainstream, and I know you guys can't see, but I am using air quotes when I say mainstream, was by Carl Jung. 
he first coined the shadow concept and referred to it as a collection of repressed parts of our identity. And we aren't aware of those parts, at least not all the time. Now, I'm not saying that he was the first person to think of this or invent this or anything like that because the idea of the human shadow, the kind of counterpart to the ego, which is often kind of referred to as the light, so the shadow would be kind of like the dark portion of us, um, that's been around for quite some time. A lot of different cultures have a lot of different myths, legends, fairy tales and the like that focus on that darker aspect of humanity but he was kind of one of the one of the first to bring it into more of a psychological philosophical way if that makes any sense i hope that does excuse me so he said or proposed that as humans we tend to distance ourselves psychologically from the emotions, thoughts, and behaviors that we deem unsavory, dangerous, uncouth, and stuff like that. He also believed, though, that our shadow could house positive things, such as creativity and stuff like that. And to continue on with Carl Jung, he believed that it was a part, an important part of our psyche, this shadow part, and thought that a person could understand themselves a lot better by working with them, thus becoming more balanced. I hope that makes sense because when I when I read it, I heard I um when I was doing research for this, I was going through different articles and and stuff trying to kind of get a sort of history, and most of it did focus on Carl Jung. And I hope I'm saying that right, but I don't know. But they all pretty much said the same thing. So, yeah. Not to go off on a tangent, but uh, I can hear one of my cats. I'm going to say that it's Luna causing rampage downstairs. And it's it's cute, but I'm also worrying what she's destroying. <laughs> anyway. So, the shadow and shadow work can't really be scientifically measured as it's subjective and based on context such as something being acceptable in one culture but not in another it's very like personalized depending on the person or the subject at hand there is actually little to no scientific research research my inner sean connery came out on how effective shadow work is most of the research that's been done explores how one could use shadow work to overcome certain challenges and obstacles. So going back to Young, he also speculated that there is a thing called a collective shadow, which acts as sort of a counterpart to the collective unconscious. That is humanity's shared unconscious ideals. He hypothesized it as being ancestral and that it was the culmination of the experience of humanity as a whole. So there is that. Uh, Kind of going a little bit further back in time, in 1847, a famous author, Hans Christian Andersen, published a short story called The Shadow. 
in which a man's shadow becomes self-aware. It learns about the dark side of human behavior and returns to the man only to enslave and eventually kill him. <laughs> this story refers to an earlier work by Adalbert von Chamiso called Peter Schlemmel's Miraculous Story. Now, that story is about a man who sells his shadow to the devil in exchange for a bottom, bottomless wallet. So, that kind of illustrates how the shadow, the concept of a human shadow portion of their of their identity was speculated and going back to before Carl Jung and his time. I just wanted to add that in there because those two different stories were one things that I didn't even know about. And I just thought that they were pretty neat to include. So yeah. So how does one shadow self manifest? Well, they can manifest in things such as triggers, dreams, fears, repetitive negative thoughts, when you're holding back what you just like most in others, shame, what you're attracting, guilt, habits, and patterns when triggered. So that's just how it can kind of pop up in your life, not how it, it begins to form in a person. We'll get to that next. But just whenever, I don't know, someone says something and that brings back memories of an unpleasant time and what however you react to that that's your shadow well not always your shadow but if you react really strongly and stuff like that that's that's what it is um for some their shadow self is created during childhood and this is either due to trauma having been to or having been told that certain behaviors are frowned upon or some other catalyst. So that's kind of how they are born or developed. So shadow work in and of itself focuses on discovering those triggers, what causes them, and eventually leads to self-acceptance. It's often recommended that some sort of therapy be done in addition or to coincide with shadow work and that any mental health conditions should be treated or made apparent and stuff prior to that. And the reason that this is, is because shadow work can be very emotional and difficult. So you don't want something that was really horribly traumatic trigger some sort of like suicidal thoughts or actions, stuff like that. Because, you know, down to its core, shadow work is very personal to each individual, so it's going to be different. So you want to make sure that you kind of have a good foundation, such as that therapy, or be having, like, treatment for whatever mental illnesses you may or may not have before you begin. All right? I hope that makes sense. I'm trying to explain it in a way that that would make sense, and I hope I did that all right, but let's move on. So not only is it recommended that therapy and mental health treatments are 
highly suggested, but also coping strategies are something that if you um, are going to do shadow work, you should think about using, especially if you have anxiety, panic attacks, or something along that spectrum. So why do shadow work? What could shadow work benefit you? Like, why why do it? I mean, aside from kind of discovering more about yourself, what with your triggers and all that good jazz, maybe um, bring surface some hidden traumas that you weren't aware of, what, what could it do for you? Well, some of these benefits include, but aren't strictly limited to, better self-acceptance and self-esteem, which I think is a big, big thing. The ability to confront regrets and stop negative self-talk. Next up, we have learning how to set boundaries and develop healthy coping mechanisms and strengthening your relationships with other people as well as yourself. So some professionals like psychological, medical, you know, therapists, uh, advise to journal each time you have a strong physical, emotional, or mental reaction to things, as it could help you notice certain patterns. So, a, a major thing to keep in mind when you start your shadow work is to go slow and practice self-care. That is a big, big thing that I've seen when doing research. Be kind and gentle to yourself as well as your shadow. Approach it with an air of curiosity and acceptance. And keep in mind that shadow work can be hard, upsetting, and difficult. This is not easy stuff to go through, and it is not for the faint of heart. Hence why a lot of people, like therapists, psychologists, and the like, suggest doing therapy, calling and alongside shadow work. I tried to say coinciding, but I couldn't. Wowie. Doing shadow work could lead to a spiritual awakening or establishing a connection to the spirit realm, as well as helping you to align with your higher self. So, yeah, that's, you know, I think those are, those are pretty, pretty cool things to to achieve. And uh, the main goal, one of the main goals to shadow work is to get more comfortable with your shadow and bring balance to yourself. So, yeah, that's that's the big that's the big thing. Um, continuing on with starting shadow work. Excuse me. Oh, did a little bit. A few things to keep in mind are to remember to breathe when a strong reaction occurs. Lean into it and think of it more like your inner child crying out for attention. Also, take notes of any of the thoughts that come up during this time. So again, journaling has been a big thing for for shadow work. So how does your shadow protect you? Well, it protects you via projecting. And that is seeing the traits hidden in your shadow in others. So some examples include using people to reach end goals, harshly judging others, viewing your insecurities as flaws in other people, biases and prejudices that are not being acknowledged, 
playing the victim, a messiah complex, and having a quick temper with subordinates. So those are just a few a few examples of projecting and how your shadow kind of blurts out and protects you. So a few more tips to help one do shadow work are to stay strong and be honest with yourself. That's the main thing. Be be honest with yourself. Listen to yourself as well. Focus on the facts and let stuff go. All right. So holding on to things is not healthy. And I, you know, I myself struggle with this and and the like, but that's that's one of the one of the things that is recommended. A few different ways that you can recognize your shadow include apathy and depression, low self-esteem, self-sabotage, which that kind of made sense, but when I first, that that makes sense now, but when I was first researching this, I was like, "Huh, that's actually really interesting." And I don't know why that 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 was interesting to me or why I was surprised by that, but I was. So there you go. Wowie. Self-defense mechanisms that come off as narcissistic behavior. So that was another thing that kind of surprised me. But um, I think it's very important to distinguish between true narcissism, someone who is a true narcissist, and uh, defense mechanisms that come off as that way. I think that's very important to keep in mind. So perhaps like someone that you know that kind of whenever they they react in a strong manner, they kind of seem self-centered or narcissistic. Maybe that's just their shadow coming out to protect them because something inside of them was triggered or something like that. So it's a good, good thing to keep in mind. Eating disorders, which again, I thought was pretty pretty interesting but that kind of makes sense (coughs) excuse me self-loathing and (laughs) i put eating disorders twice wow i guess i really was trying to hammer that home anxiety and having issues with vulnerability and connecting to others so we've talked a lot about you know the ways that it can manifest how to recognize it some tips and tricks to to doing it and preparing yourself to do it but how do you do shadow work well quite a few there are quite a few different ways um the main one that i saw was journaling journaling was a big big time thing but i also came across a few others one being meditations focusing on self acceptance which i really like i um i've seen a lot of meditations and self and uh guided meditations about like finding inner peace and connecting with your spirit guides or aligning your chakras but self acceptance was actually really really nice to see uh coincide with that guided meditations that focus a lot on this as well. Observing your triggers, which I think makes sense. Avoid self-shaming. Artistic expression, which I love. I love it when people express themselves via their art, and I just like to, I like to see them, I like, first of all, I, I love art. I love seeing what people can create and come up with. I think it's wonderful, and I absolutely love when people 
draw or paint or create music or dance I think that that's wonderful I I love it and people who do that they're so talented and I just I'm very happy that art is a thing that we do Uh, moving on (laughs) reflect on your childhood memories create an inner dialogue or uh yeah create an inner dialogue Write a letter to your shadow. I I was a little bit surprised by that one, just because I I never it never even came to mind to do that. But I do like that. I like that a lot. Daily affirmations, and last but not least, analyze what you avoid. So things that make you uncomfortable or stuff that you just don't want to focus on or anything like that. Take a minute to like, or or however long you want, take a minute to kind of go over those and ask yourself why you don't like those and stuff like that. So why do it? Why do shadow work at all? Why go through all of this? Why bring up all of the pain and the trauma and all of these feelings? And I did touch on this briefly earlier, but um, a few of the big things that I definitely want to hit home is are to empower yourself, to heal, which is my big thing. Like, the reason why I started and need to kind of go back to doing shadow work is to heal myself, because I know that I have a lot of things that I need to work through, and I want to heal and 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 be more whole, incorporate my shadow into myself. Uh, Kind of on that same coin, bring balance to your life. That's another thing that I, not just with healing, but balancing myself out. That's what I want to do. And self-improvement. So yeah, I have a few shadow work prompts to kind of... uh, and the uh this segment off if you guys would uh indulge me and these i got the shadow work prompts themselves i actually got off of pinterest as well as a book called let me get it just a minute i've got it a guide to shadow work a workbook to explore your hidden self by stephanie kirby i recommend this book 1000% please Please, if you are curious or if you want to do shadow work and you want, like, an actual book to kind of help you along, please, please, please think about getting this book. Again, it's titled A Guide to Shadow Work by Stephanie Kirby, and it is truly amazing. It's got, like, a lot of different prompts and things in there and it's a gentle guidance through different things and all that stuff but I highly highly recommend anyone wanting to do shadow work to definitely pick up that book all right so (laughs) heading to the some of some prompts that I pulled again from Pinterest and that book first one that I'm going to read off is what am I most afraid of others finding out about me Going to the second one, what am I most ashamed of in myself? What are some things you need to forgive yourself for? What are the three most recent times you felt envious of someone? Who in your life would you label as good 
and why. What are five key words you'd use to label your, fam your family's household growing up? What do you feel when you remember your childhood memories? And the final one that I have is what has occurred throughout your day that was aggravating or upsetting? There's just a few prompts for shadow work and they're very easy. There are literally thousands out there for you to for you to um use or or utilize or choose. It's not it's not uh exclusive to just those. It's a very very large pool for you to choose from. All right, now Let's do our card for the episode. And I am continuing to use Amanda Lovelace's The Cozy Witch Tarot Deck, which I just, I love this deck so much. I um, I first saw it um, on YouTube. One of the, uh, I live on YouTube, but uh, one of the uh, YouTube, um, creators on YouTube is a witch called Mint Fairy, and she actually uh, got this deck and showed it off, and I fell in love with it immediately, and I had to, I had to get it, so that's, that's where I found it, and uh, it was on a trip to Books A Million that I first found it, and I was like, I'm getting it, it was the only one there, and I was like, it's mine. And um, I don't know if I've told you this, I probably have, but the backs of the cards have some pentagrams, swords, candles, and coffee mugs, like like the ones that you would get from Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. So I just, and the artwork is truly amazing. And not only that, but each card has a little kind of sentence or phrase on it to kind of help you understand the theme. And they're really easy to shuffle, and I just, I love this text so much. But alrighty, let's pull. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's, I feel like this card comes up every, almost every time. It's uh, the Cozy Witch, which is take a chance for each morning is a new beginning. And uh, I'm going to shuffle again, because while I love that, I feel like I get that card a lot, which isn't a bad thing, but I do like other things as well, and I would love to see another card personally, but here we go. Another one. Ooh, Two of Cups, and uh, this card has two witches sitting in a pumpkin patch with coffee, and it says, some people are like the pumpkin to your spice, and that's just freaking adorable. I love that. I love this deck. Oh, I love this deck. Highly recommend the Memo Lovelace. She's she's great. All right, so that's all I have for you today. I'm not going to rummage through my little my little uh, box of of uh, topics just because I kind of know what I wanna wanna talk about next week. But yeah. I'd appreciate if you would uh, take time to go to the Every Which Way podcast page on Facebook and uh, say hi. There's not there's not a whole lot of content there because I'm kind of not great at social media right now. But uh, I do want to. Uh, I'd love to have more uh, more people just hang out. 
I um I also have an email. It's the every which way podcast at gmail dot com. Send me an email um with suggestions for topics in the future or telling me what you like about the show, what I can improve on. I'm still getting used to editing the um the audio and stuff like that, so I'm not a hundred percent great at that. And I, I am aware of that and I want and I do plan on getting better, but please, uh Send me emails or messages on what you like or don't like or what you think I could improve on, as well as topics. Uh, I also have an Instagram. It's uh, Witch of the Gathering, and I post more on there than I usually do on the Facebook page. But uh, if you want to go there and just kind of see what I'm up to, I'd appreciate that. And uh, not only that, but if you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast with whoever you uh, think would enjoy it or benefit from it, I'd appreciate that too. And please, like, engage. I, it would really mean a lot to me if uh, you would uh, rate these these episodes or stuff like that or leave comments or anything like that. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, again, let me know what you'd like me to talk about in the future, what I could improve upon and stuff like that. Literally, I, I would love to to kind of engage with you and and build a a stronger relationship so anyway uh finally moving to the very end this has been dana from every which way i hope that you all have a magically marvelous monday and i will see you amazing and wonderful witches next time bye-bye